killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside So last night I had um, movie trivia Which is a thing I do with a group of people once a month And I was excited yeah. for this particular night Because the clue was the poster, Get Out Okay, awesome. So um, I talked to the guy who does the trivia like a couple weeks ago, and I said, is it horror movies? Is this going to be a horror movie one? And he said, no, it's not horror movies. It's going to be really tricky. I'll give you like 100 bucks if you can figure out in advance what it is. So I took that as a challenge to try to see what the clue would be, yeah. because he gives one movie poster as a clue for the thematic link of all the other movies. And it's six, it's called Six Clues Movie Trivia. He gives you six clues. And if you can get it on the first clue, you get six points. The second clue, you get five uh, points. Okay, okay. So and the clues get increasingly easier as you go on. And you're just against everyone in the bar. And there's like uh, 15 rounds of it, 15 different movies with some bonus rounds. Um, so I correctly, we won last night, which was the first time that we had ever won. Woo! Yeah. It was, it was very exciting. Nice. And very well done. Because I figured out in advance that it was going to be Steven Root Films. So... From Get Out. Dude. <laughs> yeah, because he's the guy in Get Out who gets Chris's brain Good. or attempts to get Chris's brain transplanted. Good job. All right, what were some of the other clues? How did you get there? Okay, so one of the first ones where the, the very first round, no one got it. It was this movie called Black Rain from 1991 or no, from 1989 where Michael Douglas goes to Japan to deal with like a Japanese oh. mafia. It sounded insane. Okay. <laughs> um, but then the second one, the first clue was this is a live adaptation of a cartoon series. So we didn't get it on that one. And then the second clue was Gary Cole, who is um, the boss guy from Office Space. And then I had remembered like in the back right. of my head that Office Space is an adaptation of like an old cartoon. So then the oh, second we man. got that. That's that's good on you. That is a good a good catch. Yeah. And then so the second we got that, I, I knew like, oh, yeah, it's it's got to be Stephen Root films because Stephen Root is... Um, right. The, have you seen my stapler guy yeah exactly the, yeah the classic joke guy from that exactly and stapler. then i knew he was in a bunch of coen brother movies so that it all just kind of fell into place and we won by six points so not like a huge huge win but it still felt great you took home the cup we got it congratulations and it felt a little special and worth bringing up here just because get out was the poster get out is where it all started that was a flagship yeah but i i await the day where the theme is horror movies and then we can go and just clean up yeah, you think so? Or lose really bad. And I think feel we'll really lose humiliated. Really bad and like want to quit doing this podcast because, <laughs> you know, actual like trivia buffs will be there and like they'll we're... they'll know the cinematographers and yeah. shit that we don't. You yeah. Know. And I I know the main guy in it uh by his face. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would fail. <laughs> I would fail hard. Man, we um got our first listen in Africa this past week. Oh, uh, really? We yeah, finally we got oh. someone listening in Egypt. So, we have officially been to six out of seven continents now wow antarctica is going to be a little harder to get no way we'll just i'll go there on vacation myself and download (laughs) (laughs) or scary cats if you know anyone if you have any friends or relatives who are doing research in antarctica (laughs) or in the surrounding ocean just tell them to download that episode of the podcast yeah but don't tell them to download the 30 days a night one because i don't want them to get scared up there they'll get a little freaked out down there yeah yeah so download the um Final Girls episode. Sure. Yeah. Nice, light, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I also found out a fun fact about um, the movie Troll Hunter and a potential adaptation that never happened. Oh, uh, okay. I have no knowledge of this. Neil Marshall was going to do an English language adaptation of it, who's the director of The Descent. Yeah. Wow. And he was going to get Harrison Ford to be the main, to be the um, guy at the, what's called? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that didn't happen because apparently Neil Marshall got too caught up doing Game of Thrones because he's directed a few episodes of that. Jeez. But how cool would... Did we, yeah, did we just miss out? Wow, yeah. That would have been awesome. I know, I know. Especially with Harrison Ford as that. Like, that would have been a real interesting um, take, I imagine. Yeah, now I'm probably pushing into, like, details that there's no way that you have. But, like, do you know if he was, he was going to... Um make it a found footage or was it going to be more it was just a... way too early yes. in development before he said because i was just listening to an interview with him and he had said that he hadn't even it wasn't even at the point where he inter- like met himself with harrison ford it was all just talk just okay. an early early development Ooh, that would be good kind of okay yeah yeah i i feel like troll hunter is lightning in a bottle and i worry about you know mm-hmm. i'm trying to do it again yeah it's yeah no and it's so good as is you wonder about why you would uh, remake something like that like i think we both felt that way about let the right one in because we haven't yeah. seen the neither of us have seen the american remake despite no. decent reviews it's got decent reviews but i mean the original is just so cool and off-putting and strange and yeah it would have to be tonally very different to to be yeah. good and it, it might be and it could be but i like the tone yeah. you know like that's kind of what i really like about it absolutely i don't really need a crazy american you know no creepy vampire movie and i think the same same thing holds for troll hunter for us as well i would i would be cool to see like an american like sequel or spinoff or something like that but i mean you know yeah troll hunter the way that it was made it's got this like it's super norwegian it's got this sort of like this air to it you know i don't think it could be recreated with Mm -hmm. you know americans it would just need to be something different or the american installment yeah, I, I think l- Troll I like Hunter should idea. be a country thing. Like, I want to see Troll Hunter Australia. You know, like, yeah, I like that idea of people. Oh, they they found out about these trolls that existed in Norway, and now in America, like way out in the desert or something like that. Yeah, yeah, know? like the or Arizona. Some, or something. Yeah, some um, national park that is restricted access. It turns out there's a bunch there too. Nevada, Nevada. There's uh, Vegas. That's, sure, that's where... <laughs> the Vegas Strip. Yeah, and cause... the sewers underneath. Yeah, and the trolls are. For whatever reason, they they start gambling. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this. Gambling trolls? I like this, yeah. So the trolls go to Vegas. They go to the Strip. Uh, Are they smart enough to gamble? Or is anyone smart enough to gamble? <laughs> I guess they can place chips on um, roulette. Yeah, they could eat the table. Yeah. They see they'd flip out once they lost a bet and get real dark. Yeah, it would get real dark real fast. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's what you want in a troll hunter um spinoff i like the idea of a troll in like a hawaiian shirt <laughs> sitting yeah. at the bar yeah that works slamming him back <laughs> this is us just um yeah wait for coffee to kick in haven't started drinking yet because we're both feeling all pretty sicky neither of our eyes are open neither of our eyes are open i'm icing my arm because it feels broken yeah i'm trying not to move because i'm really sore from like camping yeah again this is us yeah we're shitty old men now yeah yeah so welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. And today we're going to do... Finally. Yeah. Uh, wait, we've talked about it. We're finally going to sit down and do Loved Ones. Yes. I'm so pumped. Sean Byrne. Yeah. Because we, we love Devil's Candy so much. This is his first one. Mm-hmm. Made six years earlier. Yeah. Right Right after we saw Devil's Candy, we both like really praised Sean Byrne and said that we wanted to go back and watch this one, his like breakout yeah. first movie. Yeah. Um, because Devil's Candy is so good, and it made our uh, both of our unofficial uh, top half of 2017 lists. It did. Um, so, I mean, we're both super excited, and this one looks like it's going to be maybe even more fun, you know? Yeah, plot-wise, it sounds very exciting, and it was received very well. 
Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes especially, which I'll uh, hold my judgment, but 90, 98%. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and it's uh, I think it's um, number 37 on Rotten Tomatoes' top 100 best horror movies. Oh my God. Yeah. In either, terms of their score, like yeah. rated by the score, nice. Either 37 or um, 30, 37th from the bottom of the list, but it's in the top 100. Right. Yeah, I should probably find that out, but it's it really ranks high, so I mean. That's cool. That's very exciting. I mean, yeah, it's devil's candy is so enjoyable and fun all the way through so i'm looking forward to (laughs) so i'm looking forward to more of that um interesting prom type situation yeah i can it's like a fucked up prom where someone goes insane because they get turned down yeah it's bloody it's gonna be good do you ever get turned down for prom uh nope nope i uh i did the whole um date the same person for a long time Mm -hmm. and never have to deal with that kind of thing in high school and how was your prom experience i went twice so were you you were one year apart in your relationship so you got to go to each one's prom yeah same high school yep Uh, yeah it was prom it was high school what was the what was the better one your prom or her prom um mine no hers was better because i was older you know and so i got to come and not give a shit and kind of be, be a the cool a, older guy a little bit of a shit disturber yeah, yeah. instead of your girlfriend seeing how uncool you were in yeah. your high school grade yeah and like i didn't give a shit about my own prom mm-hmm. so i was just going there for because you know some other people were right so it wasn't fun her as she wanted to kind of thing what song do you associate with your prom when you think back to that dance floor you know end of high school wrapping it all up what's the big pop hit of 2007 Jeez, um is that that's when you graduated high school? That sounds right. Um, geez, dude, I don't know. I I, I just ask because for me, like "Holla Back Girl" by Gwen Stefani, like, okay, really sticks out yep. in my head. Is and I really associate that with prom for some reason. Like whenever I think back to it, I'm picturing my whole class dancing uh, to "Holla Back Girl." <laughs> okay, <laughs> for some reason, no, I have like my prom was the focus of it was like just talking to people throughout the whole night while wearing an ill-fitting suit about where the after party was going to be mm. and like how people were going to get out there and get home like that's what i wow remember. that shit was figured out on the day of yeah well i mean for me personally I right don't know, i see <laughs> where are we going guys where, where's the party where's the party everyone yeah <laughs> talking dave so you know for us we were both a little safer and we didn't have to worry about being turned down for prom we didn't have to worry about getting staple gunned is that is that the i think it might be the opposite um if we were the turn downers we would have to worry about getting staple gunned if we got turned down then we would freak out and start staple gunning right right yeah did you so in both both cases we're safe we're safe we're safe we don't have to worry about being tortured or torturing someone (laughs) we don't have to worry about that so the lesson we take away from this movie (laughs) we haven't seen is make sure you're in a solid high school relationship before prom comes around so you don't have to worry about getting being sta- turned down or turning someone down and getting staple gunned getting staple gunned or staple gunning mm-hmm. yeah yeah let's watch this movie yeah, i guess <laughs> all right yeah let's just uh watch a dang old movie and maybe have a drink all right, all right. sweet man cheers cheers fuck man check one two uh check three four cool that's those it. are all the numbers am i not pretty enough do i cry too much <laughs> like the perfect contrast to like oh, such a man. delightfully fucked up 
movie and family to then just have that song over and over again be like the theme yeah, song. Yeah, it kept coming up. Oh, God, it just flavored that movie so well. And just to have like her at the end, like like almost deliriously walking down the street just kind of with murder in her eyes mumble singing it yeah <laughs> probably has to walk miles and miles to like kill two more people <laughs> yeah i thought that was like uh just like a really high concept like she's gonna next scene is gonna be the cat and mouse inside of the house of you know the mother and stuff like i thought we were gonna see that but no she was just like Carrie style insane walking down the street yeah. bloody holding that that pink dress walking across the of oh, the sun um, sunrise the sunrise yeah, yeah. it's just amazing we were just like laughing our asses off and going like oh my god the whole time it's so so hilarious like just delightfully disturbing all the way through yeah and it's <laughs> i like, just had like a uh, like a smile on my face massive, the whole time. me too and i'm not normally that's not me for horror movies i'm normally like the oh jesus christ when something horrible happens yeah like even if i love it i like react like that's a bad thing to happen to that person but even this one i was laughing my ass off when it oh was my god that horrible shit it was amazing yeah I, that was such a good time that was wow. so fun i actually went in like expecting okay well it, it can't be as good as devil's candy yeah exactly it it totally is up there like it's probably it could be better it could be better i think it's better yeah it's holy shit well i just saw it so i should exactly like, we're, i should we're slow my roll because my heart's like and you are quick to hyperbole when it comes to praising movies i have never in my life <laughs> ever over exaggerated for even once yeah you're right but this one is so tight like there's no not a single scene wasted or pointless like every little thing every little development of every character that's happening pays off or comes full circle or ties up in the end yeah like to the the rock climbing in the backyard where he gets kidnapped is also like that method of how he gets out of the basement at the end yeah just having that scene where it's showing his like inner angst very angsty film oh Yeah. yeah um showing that you know dealing with the fact that he killed his dad with the drive the accident that happened in the beginning and then he's hanging from that like root or that rock or whatever mm-hmm. and just like i could just let go right now just end it all end and he's, it all and then he has that slip fake out and like but that yeah just like you said it turns out to be how he escapes his and even the fact oh, that so good. he the, his dad died largely because of her as well yeah like, it's their someone fault was escaping they had to dodge him on the road which ended up killing the father yeah we didn't find out about that guy or do we assume no, just got like i well, maybe died in the wilderness here's my thought is that like if you're brother disappears and is presumed dead that's a horrible tragedy and that's terrible but i don't think we get the the sister character that we saw that was dating that guy unless what might have happened is after this accident um that they actually found the kid and like they know what happened to him oh you mean like after the credits after the movie's over no i mean maybe the when the accident happened six months before the the main narrative um maybe the cops at that time found that I see. Messed up, tortured. Yeah, maybe brother. maybe we did miss some line or something that explained that because all we heard was in the house she said he got away. Yeah, the one that got away and he's probably dead now. Yeah. And then so, we had that connective moment where he realized it was the the person that made him swerve and whatever. Yeah. But like I wonder if the reason that she, the sister of the kid, uh, is so traumatized is because they did find him and he was like all carved up and a hole drilled in his head and you know yeah who knows i'm not sure it's well because of... the cops in the ambulance and everything would have gone to where that accident happened right yeah they would have done it... a little more investigating i mean just the thing on his chest would have been recognizable yeah so i think he's just clearly still missing still out there okay he's got to be yeah. He's, yeah eaten by wild wallabies and <laughs> kangaroos. <laughs> kangaroos yeah yeah it, it kind of had this like um in, 
it was like get out combined with like hills have eyes like that's sort of the the road it went down you know because it's backcountry and because it's a, a family all it's in this it together somewhat this messed up family who's like taking people and like transforming them with this like you know behind closed doors weird surgery stuff yeah we can even just say not family but just messed up father daughter and their relationship yeah. to the point where they have to debilitate their mother because she's clearly jealous of her father's affection for her mother yeah yeah she absolutely is so i guess the mother is like the one of the three in this little family that wasn't like totally insane and messed up and they yeah had to... and you almost get the impression just from the looks that she's giving in her debilitated state that she was like she's kind of more sane than the other two and yeah maybe tried to like stop what they were doing and that's and... why they had to do it to her because yeah. uh um when they went out to look for him when he got outside she's like uh the father said like where's blue eyes she's like i put her in a room so she can't get away <laughs> And it's so it's so wonderfully teased the whole way. Like, I mean, just the fact that we first see the scrapbook and her p- putting the red dots on the forehead and then we see the mom yeah. has like something on her forehead. Like we just it, it doesn't just throw every the concepts at us at once. We slowly get introduced to yeah. them. We slowly put them all together. Yeah. yeah. Like that's why she the heart has a dot on the head. That's why. Yeah. And it just it gets bigger and bigger and more fucked up then you realize as it goes on like at first you're like oh is it just the dad capturing the prom date for the daughter yeah and then you realize that oh no they there's some weird fucked up relationship between the daughter and the father oh they fucked over the mom in a weird way oh the other victims are alive and feral in the basement there's zombifying like people (laughs) and keeping yeah i thought at first that it was just this like you gotta get a little closer to the mic i thought at first it was just like um yeah just living out this sick little um prom fantasy Mm -hmm. that she can't have because she's weird or whatever um and i wouldn't i wouldn't call her weird yeah just in case just a little quirky um (laughs) (laughs) um and i thought it was that at first and then i'm like okay but so then she does that and it gets her sadistic side out so it's a little tortury no no it was way worse than i could have expected there was yeah they're drilling holes in people's head and then pouring hot water into it to melt their brains Oh my god! And then keeping them like because she's looking for her prince, and then she finds out it's her dad's prince. Like that was such a cringy moment. Uh, Like I just couldn't sit. There were so many cringy scenes throughout this whole movie where I just I could not sit still watching it. It was so effective. Just started twitching and writhing. No, 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 don't do it. Yeah. Oh my god. And like all the violence was just so um, so intense to watch too. Like from hammering the foot in to the drill actually approaching the skull. Yeah. Oh man, that was the <laughs> hammering of the foot in, and like this this guy had such crazy defiance, you know. And what was that man? I have so many so many questions. Like that blue stuff that they like pumped into his throat. Yeah, some serum to prevent him from speaking. Like his their vocal cords that he was they were injecting into it. Right? Yeah, I guess that's so. why they said the chorus of "We can't hear you." Yeah, is it like some sort of numbing thing? Yeah, maybe like Novocaine kind of thing, just injected into the vocal cords. So that way, when he screams for help, or if someone comes by, then they mitigate against that and they mitigate yeah. against just their victims freaking out while they're torturing them or having their way with them. Right. Yeah. Calling for help. And, yeah. yeah but what it, it's not fully effective. And what it results in is this horrifying yeah. gargly yeah. kind of scream. Yeah. Well, the, I don't know if it's because her brain was melted, but the mother couldn't talk and none, the rest of them were like permanently that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So I wonder, like, I just wonder what it was because it's obviously not something that's temporary. So I wonder if this guy's fucked for life for speaking. Yeah. But I do appre- I do like that it's not important. Like we can no, see the effects. Yeah. He doesn't need to explain or spoon feed that. Yeah, yeah. We don't know if this dude's gonna die in like a week from having a hole drilled in the front of his skull. No, you know, 
This for someone who has just two films, both of these films are just like written so well. I can't even fathom how you put these things together because yeah. like they're so based on a character that I could never have conceived, like Ray from the first movie, mm-hmm. and uh, this main uh, Lola. Lola, that's Lola right. Lola Stone. Yeah. yeah, just wonderful, wonderful characters. Um, one of the answers is probably you take your sweet time doing it because this one came yeah, out in so. 2009 and that was his first feature and Devil's Candy just was released this past yeah, year. 2017. So that's like eight years in between the release. So it doesn't and just, you can't just kind of whip it up and write it in a few months. Like this is something that you have to yeah really take your time with it does yeah it was so hard to like predict what was going to happen or what the point was or yeah wonderfully surprising and enjoyable like all the way through yeah it was kind of also i found it was pretty cool that they showed like this the story of um the sister or uh, when i say the sister i mean the sister of the the one who got away yeah her her and the friend or friend yeah i man this would have been a good one for me to be like real anal about names but i wasn't yeah well i think what that allowed is um just to show kind of we could go back and forth between the actual prom that they were supposed to be at you know give a little bit of that little yeah juxtaposition between the good one and the bad one yeah Yeah, have like a few more characters and um also show like the more community effects of what lola and her dad have done to the families in the town yeah okay yeah. yeah that's it does just sort of expand it, hel- it helps story. it yeah. yeah you're right it's not maybe a hundred percent necessary but it does expand the story a little bit um and i really her, enjoyed is watching her dad it. the police officer yes right so that's there's right. everything and, kind of connects um with relations yeah and so that's that's a, that poor girl she lost her to the same horrible family lost her brother and then yeah her dad terribly yeah so that never came to fruition on screen but and i mean this doesn't seem like the large it's not like a big city it feels like you know it seems like maybe like a small community outside of the city or something but that's a lot of a lot of people to go missing you know over the years yeah it's uh it's australia so there's probably (laughs) a lot of little little towns like that where you can Uh, oh we got this from australia and then cry wolf is another like a uh australian horror movie that made a splash over here it's cry wolf that's what uh wolf wolf, wolf creek. creek sorry yeah, yeah. Wolf, yeah, creek. wolf creek cry wolf was one with john bon jovi Ooh. in like 2002 or something like is that it a werewolf movie nope no <laughs> it's on. like i remember involved computers in a university campus and not being great and it, it's just going to be forgotten oh okay <laughs> well not by chris vandenberg <laughs> no it's, it's lodged in there mostly because john bon jovi is a professor killer oops did i just say that sorry everyone i'm not sorry i'm fine with that (laughs) i wonder about who wrote that song um the am i not pretty enough song and uh how much they struggled with giving that song over to this movie because now like if i ever i don't know if it was a pop song written for the movie or if it existed before and sean Byrne was like this fits perfectly it sounds so familiar to me but i can't tell if it's just because it fits so perfectly in this movie and they played it a few times so poppy and so catchy it could it's just yeah we'll look it up after this we should because i i think it probably exists as just a song and it's just perfect i'd imagine Um, so yeah but for something like that for that specific question about you know someone writing a song and like you're kind of surrendering it to I don't think Sean Byrne is proving himself um, to me as the type of person who's like, hey, so I've got this movie where it's about this like crazy kind of like Carrie style movie where this girl gets turned down to prom and then goes kind of tortury. Mm-hmm. And I want to use this song to like show how broken she is. And they'd be like, cool, I get what you're going for. They probably wouldn't totally know how it's going to come off on screen until they see the finished product. Yeah. You know, because I, I again, my interpretation of this movie going in, I'm like, ah, there's going to be some crazy 
stuff that happens. It's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a fun prom blood fest, but not at all. It was just like very very small very in scale, small psychological torture movie. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about music. Great, great musical choices. Oh man, like not so, just that one song, but yeah. I mean just like the actual like and so much metal. Like it metal. turns out metal is just a Sean Byrne thing. You know, it's yeah. not just a Devil's Candy thing. It's in it's, both the movies, and there's even like similar scenes with people headbanging in a car to metal yeah he with just, a cool bobblehead in the dead center yep that's he definitely likes that he look lo- he loves his metal all his characters are metal heads right like this this lead guy is a huge fan of metal and him his relationship with his own father involves his father saying like why do you listen to that crap and the same thing with uh devil's candy so i can't help but think that he's drawn really from his own musical taste and his own must be relationships with his parents about that musical taste and it um he he seems to really like these epic shots where like the music comes in and it slows down and you really take your time on a person right before something huge happens mm-hmm. or they're just smoking something or you know whatever and then the the guitars just dun, crash in dun, yeah dun. yeah yeah like um he really likes absolutely these epic slow-mo moments yeah there's just i was so i was excited by that i was excited to see that oh okay this director has like kind of some like certain uh tags or logos that uh, yeah. like, are clearly his mark so you know who knows what he'll do after this but it's nice to think that he has signature moves that might carry over a little bit yeah it's a it's a really simple thing to do but it injects a lot of like adrenaline into the watch you know like, oh so much adrenaline like just, there was this i can't remember where in the movie it happened but there's just one scene where it's focusing on him and his face and then the metal is getting more and more intense oh yeah what was that that seems like i feel like it was earlier in the film when it happened it might have been when he was strapped to the chair, but yeah, maybe I don't. I don't totally. But I, that. I just like we want when you're doing a movie like this, you don't want the protagonist to be just tied up and slowly getting tortured over the hour. Um, you you want like, and what this movie does so well is is a, there's multiple times where he breaks out and has like fights back a little bit. Yeah, and almost is like completely free. Like what what movie is it where that we watched recently where they said like there needs to be um. Uh, a possible escape like you need to have a chance at getting away was that funny games uh yes it was yeah. exactly it's what um, michael pitt was saying in funny games he was like it's not it doesn't work if they don't have a chance they need to like yeah they need to have a chance right they exactly. need to have a chance and this guy has a few chances and yeah he does yeah it was you know it's a, a cool thing that i noticed is the um antagonists in sean burns movies so far are like they're not perfect like they're they make mistakes they're sloppy they just yeah. try their best. Like she couldn't quite drill. She spilled the water when she was trying to pour it. Um, they were throwing rocks at him in a tree. Yeah, that like that hilarious. was one of the sloppiest chases I've ever seen of someone escaping a torture house. But it was awesome. And what would have happened? He was like really injured and tied up, and he couldn't do much. But he was hiding in a tree, and they threw rocks at him until he fell out. I know. He just like yeah, and sloppy escape too, which yeah. is that's more standard. You're more used yeah. to the sloppy escape because then the bad guy gets them. But yeah, of course, no. You, you expect to get caught on your first sloppy. No, you're escape. totally right. And you like you like your bad guys to have those flaws and slip ups. It makes it more exciting to watch. Yeah, like it gives it a little more ebb and flow instead of the cat just cornering in on the mouse in the corner. Exactly, that's exactly right. Like I don't totally love seeing at all times like seeing a completely in control. You know, that's like we, we started strong with don't breathe. Same deal. He's got this huge handicap that makes him imperfect. Mm-hmm. I love that about it. Uh, Ray is just, he's just making it up as he goes. And so is she. Like Lola, that was basically her thing. Like when her, you know, she's calling the shots. It's like the little princess and yeah. telling daddy what to do. But when he was out of the picture, her decision making became very erratic and mm-hmm. insane. 
it man i can i can only imagine how amazing this movie would have been if you did go see it at like it it played it, it premiered at tiff yeah. it premiered at south by southwest um if you if you went and saw this but having no idea about what it was you know like we have the context of the poster we know kind of the log line what's going to happen but imagine yeah. just going into this movie and seeing this girl like look so sad that she didn't wasn't able to go to prom with this guy yeah. and have her kind of voyeuristically watching him and his girlfriend in the car and like i think that would make it like an incredible movie watching experience as well yeah not not sean burned both of both of his movies and it's hard not to talk about both of them in in concert because like yeah they're so similar but like completely you know their own experience but like no they have very they kind of like evoke the same kind of feelings when you're watching both of them where you're you're pumped up on like happy adrenaline but also dread and yeah. fear and it's just these wonderful emotions that yeah it's really exciting to both come across yeah really exciting dread really yeah. it's a roller coaster man these yeah. movies are wow. wonderful they're so and they're not very long like they feel like there's so much to them but like it's a pretty short movie for yeah. our standards and that's why at the end i didn't think that she was going to have a whole scene with the mom just because i felt okay it's been like knowing I, that it was an out like a shorter tighter I, movie yeah i thought something might interrupt that but that's where i thought we yeah. were headed i thought like it was just going to be a confrontation mm-hmm. but there's all, there's something so nice and satisfying about those last acts finally happening like when the sun comes up you know it's like things yeah. aren't quite over we have light now but what's yeah. going to be the final moments the final things that happen light really does change the game feel like the yeah. night's over so the worst of it is over and yeah. now there's a little chance for striking back maybe and i love the the moment where you kind of gasp right at the end where he again swerves in the exact same fashion oh, around yeah. his girlfriend and you're like oh shit don't hit a tree again but instead he hits lola yeah so so satisfying what a happy parallels. yeah yeah, yeah. You know. that was a really satisfying way to like mm-hmm. scare the audience right at the end but give them sort of a happy ending like absolutely oh, god that was so good just and just running her down and then there's a shot of the car that like wide shot of the road the car sitting on the road oh. and she crawls into frame that might have been our the time we laughed hardest yeah the whole movie. that was the loudest just laugh. hilarious because you're sitting there and you're like okay breathing we got a moment and then nope not dead yet motherfucker she's it's like the crawling. fucking terminator <laughs> <laughs> fucking crawls with and it's the like knife the she's using the knife and her elbow to ding. crawl and is she still kind of mumbling the song because that would be pretty I, epic too I, I don't think I don't she was. Think I she think was. She's like, <laughs> like, yeah, and her wrist is like fucked up. Like she yeah. can't move the bottom half of her body. Yeah, and her mouth is just hanging open, <laughs> blood all around her nose and mouth. And, and then, then she... just that slow focus shot on her and her eyes. And yeah, theoretically, the... before the thunk, I thought the credits credits were going to come right up then, right before it hit her. No, I thought it was going to like hit her and then credits. I thought we were going to get like um, a wide shot, of just seeing her neck bent backwards, and then it cuts like one split second after, and we get the credits yeah so we both were kind of it felt like it was gearing up towards that but yeah but i mean he little, really took a his moment time. of reconciliation with the mom at the end yeah yeah got a little very uh, nice yeah we made it you yeah know, things are okay that's uh, that's good high five yeah and that's sort of the feeling at the end of devil's candy too i can't remember the very last frames of devil can devil's candy i think he goes and finds the kids mm. in the, that are buried or whatever but um oh yeah, yeah oh yeah the sunlight breaking through that's a weird little i remember that now yeah um but yeah, both have like those similar shots too of just the kind of single lane unpaved long road. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. a couple times throughout both movies. Yeah. And he, car problems, that's another thing he threw into both. Yeah. Like but the both swerving th- of the car and the... So even like landscape wise, they look kind of similar, but they take place in two different countries. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's true. He, he probably intentionally chose sets based on his own 
Yeah. I don't know his own history. What's next, Sean Byrne? More. More. Yes, please. That was so good. Uh, How is Sean Byrne so good? That was like, I, I, I had a feeling it would be really good just because of the wave, the rave reviews and how much we love Devil's Candy. But this actually like surpassed my expectations. It surpassed my very high expectations. Yeah, yeah. Like I had like kind of casually high expectations. I'm like, well, Devil's Candy was so good and this is his breakout and everybody appreciates it. So yeah. sure, it's going to be great. It's going to be a fun version of a prom movie. But yeah. how can a prom teenage movie be that good? Yeah, and it was, and I would show this to a lot of friends. I think, like, oh, I think a lot yeah. of a lot of different people would enjoy this movie. Oh, how could you not? It's so kill, cool. and um, even I'll, more so maybe than Devil's Candy because Devil's Candy is kind of darker. It's darker. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a lot harder to watch. I think it's slower too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's not as funny. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. as bright. Yeah, this I think this seems like a more more mainstreamy uh, horror movie. At yeah. least it, not in terms of like. Um, being like capitulated into a lot of horror movie trends but in terms of accessibility i think of a lot i think a lot of people could watch and enjoy this movie yeah it's got um it's got more of a heartbeat to it it's mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, more of an upper movie it deserves a it deserved a way wider release than just yeah. kind of a limited you know yeah Too bad no bigger studios picked it up yeah because i i read uh that they spent four million on it um and in the australian release which is the only number i could see yeah, they, 270 yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah, so they didn't... We didn't have numbers for it. We, we, just, don't, we, have, we don't have measurements or we don't have metrics that are public for VOD yeah. sales and everything. Yeah, so I mean, I can't imagine that this movie over time hasn't at least... Oh, yeah, I think you know, definitely yeah. made it back. But yeah. I mean, you still don't hear a ton about it. You know, I feel like it was on Netflix for a little while, but I don't know if it is anymore. Really? Yeah, for uh, maybe I'm just... Is it just because you think you've the seen poster? that poster? Yeah. yeah, the poster is so familiar. Like, you know when you're looking for something and your mind kind of places it in every spot you're about to look for it? Yeah. It could be that with Netflix as well. Yeah, what happened... There's uh, this one on Netflix. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's got a simple name, but it's uh, the um, sleep paralysis documentary. Nightmare, the nightmare. The nightmare, yeah. That always looks to me like a really good horror movie. Well, because, yeah, it played, poster. it played, I think, at Hot Docs here a couple years ago or last year. And people were, I remember getting a lot of hype of just like, yeah. you got to watch this movie. And it's just a documentary about like sleep terrors and sleep paralysis being able to wake specifically. Up, right? Yeah, sleep paralysis, which is a pretty scary thing. Yeah. It's, so, I, yeah, I do want to check that out at some point. Yeah. But I mean, just speaking to that, it's like on Netflix and I have like a lot of horror recommendations on Netflix and that always comes up and I always think it's a real movie. fiction movie. Not yeah. documentary. Yeah. Yeah. And it always tricks me because the poster is just one of those looks. It just looks like scary. I want to watch it. I know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, the, so this one has a little bit of that too. I don't know if I've downloaded it or something, but I've definitely seen the poster a trillion times. Yeah, and I think I think it's one of those that I have downloaded and just never actually got around to watching. So I'm yeah. thrilled that we got to just experience it for the first time in the setting. It's yeah. been out since 2009, 2010. Like, yeah, I know. This I, is an old movie now, seven, eight years. Yeah, it's so surprising. That was one of the bigger surprises. Yeah, loved it. Seen. Loved that movie so much. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are some, some movies that are like this that like you kind of could talk about it a ton, mm-hmm. but like... It's so simple, straightforward, straight shooting, like, yeah, so clean. It's just such a clean, awesome movie. No fat to trim whatsoever. No. And it's like, but it starts like a bunch of different colored drops of paint and water. Like, you're like, what is this fucking mess? And it all comes together. So nicely. So nicely. So easy to follow. Like, just clean is the perfect word. And the acting is so great. Like, yeah. Talk about this. Like, the father and the daughter are both so effectively creepy Uh, and weird. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, um the 
I should, we should really have looked up names of, of actors too, because they Give deserve credit. Some credit. Yeah. Um, These are Australian but, actors, so they might not have broken into you know Hollywood movies the same way that other horror movies we watch yeah, tend it to. Looks like Lola, um, who played Lola. She's sticks in this sort of horror-y. Oh yeah, of, she's done a few other ones. A couple other. Great, I think fantastic. she was in. I think she was in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a credit I saw on her. I, I think, think I saw too. She's done a lot of stage, like a more okay. theater actor, and that uh, that fits. Like she's a lot of yeah, a lot yeah. of yeah. How does it fit? <laughs> uh, I think just like um, I don't know. She had this almost cartoonish personality mm. to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it felt like a stage big. drama kind right, of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's very big. And so the fact like so great to and that first shot just seems so kind of meek and humble and innocuous and non-threatening she even like even that like she like overacted the meekness you know what i mean like yeah and i mean like in a complimentary way like she was a huge character and personality Mm -hmm. in this movie and it like it sort of um bubbled out it didn't like leak out slowly it came out in these little bursts as she lost control of herself for a moment absolutely like with the um the chicken scene like where she was shoving the chicken oh drumstick in his mouth and saying, is it finger looking good? Yeah, because like at first you're like, oh, is this just a psychotic dad who's doing this all for his daughter? Because he, the dad is the one who has to knock the guy out, bring him back, tie him up. Yeah. She's just sitting there like getting ready, getting a dress on. You don't realize how psychotic she is until I guess, yeah, that chicken wing, wing, wing scene is the first one that really kicks off how dark she is. And then yeah, the threatening to nail the penis to the chair. Yep. And yeah, just daddy's going to do it. Like he's like oh her God. henchman, but like he's clearly jealous of all of the, you know, the attention that she's giving to these other men. Like, yeah, it's, it's, he seems kind of weird and like slightly conflicted about his feelings. He's and... like, the, he's like the Igor character. He is really just the muscle. Like, That's a great she, analogy. She, yeah. yeah. She's the intention. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He just does what she, she's psycho and she controls the situation. Yeah. And Oh God, it was so gross as their the love story between father and daughter evolved. Yeah, a bit of a love triangle this one. Oh my God, as uh, this is one of the weirder rom coms I've ever seen. Yes, um, but I mean that moment when the two characters who are just you know you can tell from the beginning they're destined to be together. That moment they find each other and they're dancing and under that's, the disco that's ball. That's why it makes it so hilariously yeah. disturbing. Is because <laughs> the aesthetics, like the music, the prom, it's it, it's like that fallen in love textbook. scene of a rom com. Yeah. So they're going to each other, except it's a father and daughter. Yeah. And they're leaning in for that kiss, and the that, guy is tied up on the chair, being like. Like his eyes are just saying, "What the actual fuck?" Yeah, the that is just one of the like I don't even know what word to use to describe it. Just one of the weirdest, like <laughs> it's so um, effective. Yeah, but it's like textbook. It's like coloring inside of the lines. It's just the wrong genre. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how you do this scene, but it is taken right out of a rom com and put into the one of like a super disturbing, yeah, quirky horror movie. It's genius. It was so genius, and he like it was. Germs- it, it evoked kind of the same emotions as the um. Uh, don't breathe turkey baster scene. Obviously not that like intense. Yeah, I like like my rom-coms featuring turkey basters. (laughs) It's like that's like crazy uncomfortable. We both got super animated and we couldn't sit still. Yeah, and the score in Don't Breathe 2 is really like pedal to the metal, aggressive. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you're right. But you're you're right in in terms of squirminess, this and Don't that scene of Don't Breathe, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the main guy, like he, that's amazing, an amazing performance because he doesn't get to speak for the vast majority of the movie. He gets to make gurgly sounds when he screams, but it's all physical. He had a lot of like really intense face, you know, kind of like it, facially and acting wise, he was similar to main guy from uh, um, Devil's Candy. 
I can't remember the actor's name. Ethan Ombre. Ethan Ombre. Um, kind of, they had a similar sort of like protagonist sort of acting style. Right. You know, this is very super yeah. intense, but also very nice and approachable mm-hmm. when they had that opportunity. Right. But very brooding and dark and somewhat aggressive looking at all times. Yeah. Yeah. There's so so many parallels. There really is. They're so delicious as a double feature too, just to watch. Yeah, like, I forget similar vibes, different but very yeah, similar. I just want more Sean Byrne. I just want to be in his brain on screen all the time. Because yeah. holy shit, was but I if it if it takes time for him to deliver those amazing products, then so be it. So be know? it. Yeah, we can wait. There's other horror movies we can watch. We can wait a few years for another great Sean Byrne one to come out in 2025 or whatever. Yeah. Sean Byrne is batting a thousand. It's just fan fucking tastic movies, both of them. A plus. And in fact, Sean Byrne is already on. Our unofficial top, you know, of 2017 list so far, and I think I think he might he might stay there in terms of top five, and maybe we'll I even do so. top ten because it's been a pretty prolific year. Did this make you want to watch Devil's Candy again? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I really. It want made to. me want to watch this again too. <laughs> <laughs> it made me want to watch whatever this, this movie's movie. called again. <laughs> so why don't we head on over to some Instagram comments? Sounds great. So on our 30 Days of Night post, Mimi dot um, M-I-M-I dot M-E-A-W-W-E. So I'm sure there's a very different way that it's yeah. supposed to be pronounced. There's no way we're getting these right. Yeah. Said, awesome flick. And Donnie Bear said, love this movie. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of love for 30 Days of Night. Yeah. We got a lot of likes on those ones. I think people were happy to see that. And uh, I mean, a ton of listens. Like that one yeah, is, that's, yeah, exploded yeah. in terms of listens. So I think that was a good call on our part. That one really worked out well. Yes. Yeah. And we're glad that, um, you know, more people like this movie than maybe we would have thought beforehand yeah by all means if uh if this here's one today you may have seen the title loved ones and it made you want to listen to this episode if there's a movie that you love that you're waiting for us to do send send a comment send a direct message anything like that um we love that inspiration it really helps absolutely snapchat instagram facebook twitter also on uh, our 30 days of night post um popcorn and pnm blog uh comments Oh my god, I actually got to touch one of the animatronic wolves from this movie at the Weta workshop in New Zealand. Holy shit. Um, completely insignificant to some. Massive deal to a geek like me. Love your podcast and love Ben Foster. That First of all, that, that's super cool that you got to like play with some of the toys that were used to make this movie. That's what stands out to me the most because I remember commenting about those wolves, those dead animatronic wolves. Yeah. They are like, they look like a graphic novel. Like they look like the art style of that movie to me. Like those, oh, yeah? those wolves heads with the dark sticking up all bloody and wet. Uh-huh. I can see that so clearly and I'm so, so jealous. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm so curious as to what part, what kind of an exhibit that was and were the animatronics like the bloody wolves that were twitching on the ground? Like what? What exactly were? Yeah, I, I only have more questions, and yeah, we're both jealous about that. Yeah. So I mean, um, let us know. Like, what was that like? Because um, completely insignificant to some, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, super cool to geeks like us too. We yeah, I, I we got to know. I love the idea of exhibits like that where you can go and interact with things that were used in genre films that we love. Yeah. Eli Roth. I don't know if it's still up there, but in Las Vegas, he had a gormatorium. Oh, cool. So Eli That's Roth's Gormatorium. Cool. If any scaredy cats have been there, please let us know what that experience was like. Because apparently you go around and it's just, um, he's just got a lot of figures and actors that are just doing that gore stuff like in front of you. So uh, the kind of torture scenes that you'd see in a hostile movie, you'd just see it, but physically in person. And see just like a dude with like nails in his back or something. Some, like, yeah, yeah. Just oh, gore man. up close and three dimensional. That is so great. Yeah. And, uh, and just to round that one out, like, we also love Ben Foster. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I was having a conversation while I was out camping this weekend with a friend of mine saying like, uh, yeah, Pandorum sounds really cool, but I just can't stand Ben Foster. He's so weird looking. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're not wrong, but I mean, he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong, but you're wrong. Well, I mean, like if the reason, like I am, I'm championing, championing, uh, finding, um, Nemo. Michael Michael Pitt weird. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, I find him weird, and it like every time I think of him, that's the first thing I say. Rather than he's amazing, so I get it. You, you see a weird looking Ben Foster, and you go weird. Puts you off a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I'm in that camp, but he's the greatest. Yeah, the greatest. I wonder if there's any kind of um, genre Ben Foster films that we haven't checked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let like, us know that too, Scaredy Cats. We're giving you a lot of homework, but. Yeah, if if any scaredy cats like around clever, like the late two thousands, I think would is, be that's the sweet spot. That's where Pandorum comes in. That's where Thirty Days of Night comes in. And when you s- to Yuma. okay, so like just Ben Foster in general, not specifically his horror run. Ben Foster in general, um, but Len- Ben Foster late two thousands specifically. I think that's his golden era. Okay, so some of our scaredy cats are just gonna comment like IMDb, just fucking IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, going to be you commenting on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just make up a name. No, I won't even do that. I'll just, it'll be us commenting. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I'm so stupid. Thanks for all those comments. Um, check out our Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Text Chris Dave Saw on all those platforms. Give us some love. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think we should watch. Uh, and we, we'll be happy to discover those new movies that you're into. Um, and uh, yeah, follow us specifically on Snapchat. You're going to see a bunch of dumb stuff. Yeah. Um, Head on over there. You're not doing it. We've told you before. Yeah. And we Don't know that. Don't make me tell you again. You have Snapchat. Just fucking go over there. We'll give the barcode eventually. That's on us. Yeah. We know that we should have posted that a little earlier. Code. The snap code. Yeah. But you can just type in text Chris Davesaw. You can do it. Open your Snapchat app right now. You can do it while this podcast is playing. We'll wait. Yeah. Hold on. I'm getting a bunch of ads it? right now. Like My phone's buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's impressive that's impressive the episode's not out do it i don't care if you're walking just take it out you can look at your phone while you're walking you're not going to bump into anyone text chris dave saw one word yeah t-e-x-a-s-c-h-r-i-a-s-d-a-v-e-s-a-w do it i hope you're right in that spelling i think so can you imagine if our handle we spelled it wrong and oh, everyone's man. like Where's the Snapchat? Yeah. There's no one doing it. <laughs> no one will join us on Snapchat for some reason. And then Illuminati Joe makes the actual Text Chris Dave Saw account. And he just <gasps> keeps recruiting all of our fans from everywhere from Egypt to Belarus to Brazil to Japan to the United States to, to Antarctica. Belgium. Not yet, but soon. <laughs> Get on it, Antarctica. Listen yeah. to Text Chris Dave Saw. We know you like horror movies. Probably the thing. Both versions. Oh, let's do the thing soon. Probably that Alien versus Predator where they're in the Arctic. Going deep into that's that just, tunnel. Isn't that, yeah, that's just... I think it's the first one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably... Um, 30 Days of Night. 30 Days of Night, yeah. Although that's Alaska. Okay, it's but still snowy set in, you it, know. Okay, so then... Um, ooh, I got one. Uh, fourth Kind. Mm, I don't know that. Mila Jovovich. Jovovich, yeah, yeah. Jovovich. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's uh, this creepy one. Did Paul Thomas Anderson... I mean, P- Paul T. Anderson direct that one? Why, don't, why aren't you saying P.T. Anderson? Because P.T. Anderson, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, because there's Paul Thomas Anderson and P.T. Anderson. Okay. One of them is the director of all the Resident Evils. The other one is the director of great films such as There Will Be Blood, right. The Master, Punch Drunk Love, Magnolia. Yep. Oh, yeah. I love Magnolia. Dude, Magnolia might be one of my favorite movies of all time. It's very close to mine. I call It, it might sa- be number one. I call it Sad Town. Like, just 
as a movie because one time Trevor handed it to me while we were living in the rectory. Uh-huh. And he's like, watch this movie. It's really good. And then I just kept turning to him like, this is Sad Town. Oh, Sad Town. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it made me sad. But it, yeah, it's so great. One of the greatest things. Oh, I've ever it's seen. unbelievable. And um, I'm William hoping H. his new movie comes to TIFF this year, which is going to be Daniel Day-Lewis's last movie. Sure it is. We'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see. We know we know what retirement means for actors. You'll get that itch. Yeah. It's not the gonorrhea. You'll like look in the mirror in like two years like, hmm, I'm a lot more silver-headed than I was. I can do different roles. Has Sean Connery come back to acting now? Has he? I, th- I think he might have. He might have show back up. I don't know. I, I am not following Sean Connery very closely. Hmm. I've got a Google alert, but hasn't run in many years. <laughs> That's my only Google alert is Sean for Sean yeah. Connery. I have a Google alert for the Pitt brothers whenever they put out a movie together, but mm. so far. <laughs> the Google alert is Brad Pitt, Michael Pitt, and all that we get is our own episodes and posts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. I've been Chris Vandenberg. Uh, and I've been David Sombra, and this is the Tex Chris Dave, Dave Saw Massacre. Massacre. And as always, am I not pretty enough? Is my heart too broken? Do I cry too much? Am I too outspoken? Chaos reigns. <laughs> See you next time, Scaredy Cats. Bye, guys. Brown. <laughs>